Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Once again, it's the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing on this Monday? Oh, I am so excited about this show. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. Episode 439 on this August 15th, 2022. I am excited because we are four days away from high school football. I will get into that on the show. We do have a lot to cover, including NFL preseason. The Atlanta Braves sweep the Miami Marlins. And congratulations to the Georgia Vipers for defeating the Montgomery Knights as they get ready to the playoffs. That's right, playoffs. I had a busy couple of weeks with guests. I'm not going to have a guest on today, but I will have guests on later this week as I get into the mindset of high school football coverage on this show. So I had a busy weekend. I went to the scrimmage between Harris County and LaGrange. LaGrange just put on a show. I know it's a scrimmage, but LaGrange defeated Harris County 42-7. to Magic Johnson, he's now my favorite high school player. Three touchdown receptions. LaGrange goes into the Smith Station game with a lot of confidence. Smith Station, a 7A program out of Alabama. This Thursday night, I'll be on the call for the CW High School Game of the Week along with my broadcast partner, Corey Bank. It's going to be at 8 o'clock. So a lot to get into here on the show. First of all, Harris County did a great job. There's a lot of fans. If you haven't been to Harris County and enjoyed a high school football game, that was just a great atmosphere. Harris County has got that small town feeling, but they're just outside the city limits of Columbus. Now, I'm going to reveal my new top 10 rankings for East Alabama and West Georgia. I factored in the scrimmage games. And the conversation I had with Rex Castillo and Jack Patterson last week. They obviously know a lot more about high school football than I do. I've actually took that into consideration when I was doing my top 10. But yeah, the top 10 is changing every week. And I know that that's probably confusing some high schools as I shared with everybody on Twitter. But first, I just want to get into the Atlanta Braves. Usually when we get ready for football season... It is really hard to like keep up with the Braves if they're not in a pennant race. Well, they're clearly in a pennant race right now as they swept the Miami Marlins. I'm going to have Justin Dale hopefully on the show to talk about this rookie sensation, Vaughn Grissom. He has looked amazing. Tyler Maxick picks up his first save in his major league career. And the Braves, they've won five straight. They are going to get ready to take on the New York Mets for a series at home. And they also are going to have a rematch between the Houston Astros, a rematch of the 2021 World Series. And the Astros right now are the best team in the American League. 
They've got their ace back, Lance McCoulters and Justin Verlander. Remember, those two pitchers were injured in the World Series. A lot of baseball writers think that that could have been the difference. But first, they take on the New York Mets for a four-game series this week. This is a very important week for the Braves if they want to try to catch the Mets because right behind the Mets, they have to take on the Astros. They are five and a half back of the New York Mets. And the Braves have to worry about the Phillies, who are 11 and a half back, and they are in that final wildcard spot. So you look at the National League standings right now. The Dodgers would be the number one seed. The New York Mets would be the number two seed. Both teams would get a bye in the wildcard round. The St. Louis Cardinals would be the number three seed, and they would host the number six seed. The Atlanta Braves would be the number four seed, and they would take on the San Diego Padres, who are the fifth seed, who has struggled of late, and they receive word that Fernando Tatis Jr. has been suspended by Major League Baseball for 80 games for PED violations. And right now, the Philadelphia Phillies would be the number six seed. So it would be the Cardinals and Phillies, the Braves and Padres, the winner of the 4-5. So it looks like the team that has the highest seed would play the team with the lowest seed in the division series. So you have the wild card round, then you have the division series. The Atlanta Braves want to try to catch the New York Mets so they can host a home playoff series in the division series. The Braves do have a little bit of turmoil. Ian Anderson has been sent back to AAA Gwinnett. But the Braves are coming through, and I think that the play of Von Grissom has really helped. And I think that when the Braves get into the postseason, that postseason experience is going to matter. I watched a little bit of NFL preseason, mainly the Falcons taking on the Lions and the 49ers taking on the Packers. Both those games were televised on the NFL Network, but the Falcons game was blacked out, so I had to watch highlights later. And they won a preseason game. Who would have thought? The Falcons never win a preseason game, but they did. Desmond Ritter looked pretty impressive. He did play against the second and third strainers for Detroit, but he did throw two touchdown passes. Marcus Mariota was only in there for a couple of series, and the big story is the injury to Drake London. Now, writers think that it's not that serious, and I've been trying to find updates If Drake London is going to be out for a long period of time, I think it's the season over for the Atlanta Falcons. I think with Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Cordell Patterson, I think that this can be a dynamic offense under Arthur Smith. And the defense might surprise some people. I wouldn't write off the Falcons just yet. I think that the Atlanta Falcons could have a surprise season. And so on this show, because I do not have a guest today, I'm going to preview the NFC West and the AFC West. I'm doubling up, mainly because as we get ready for football season, and Monday's show is going to be the only show where I don't have guests, I've got to double up on this. So yeah, let's talk about the NFC West, because we have not had a repeat champion in the NFL since the 2003-2004 New England Patriots. The Los Angeles Rams, it seemed like they have reloaded. They've replaced Vaughn Miller with Bobby Wagner. They replaced Robert Woods with Allen Robinson II. There is a question mark on the left tackle position as Andrew Whitworth has retired. And the big question is, do they re-sign Odell Beckham Jr.? He had a major impact in that Super Bowl, and then he came out with an injury. I know that they have Allen Robinson, they got Van Jefferson, 
But Cooper Cup, is he a legitimate number one wide receiver or is he the greatest slot receiver ever? Because I'm not sure if he is actually worth the money, but we will find out this season. The Los Angeles Rams will open the 2022 NFL season, taking on the Buffalo Bills. A lot of people think that is a preview of the Super Bowl. So clearly the Los Angeles Rams are the best team in the NFC West. But the team that I think is nipping on their heels is the team that faced them in the NFC Championship, and that is the San Francisco 49ers. I think that the Cardinals and the Seahawks are going to take a huge step back. The Cardinals have been so dysfunctional. I know with the signing of Hollywood Brown, but you got DeAndre Hopkins that's been suspended for six games. There's still that uncertainty at quarterback for the Seahawks. Even though DK Metcalf has gotten paid, the Seahawks... Still, I don't know if they have their right guy. Geno Smith, Drew Locke, they obviously need a quarterback. And even though Kyler Murray has gotten paid for Arizona, there's just still a lot of dysfunction with the Arizona Cardinals. And Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat. At one time, this division was the best division in football. But right now, it's a two-man race between the Rams and the 49ers. The 49ers did not forget them losing to the Rams in the NFC Championship game, and it was a heartbreaking loss. I did see some positive things from their preseason game against the Green Bay Packers, and I know they're not playing against first-string players, but Trey Lance has proven that he is capable to be the guy. Now, Trey Lance is going to make mistakes. In Kyle Shanahan's offense, you don't have to be perfect. They still have a great tandem at running back with Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon. In Kyle Shanahan's offense, it's always been running back by committee. A lot of people think the 49ers are going to take a slight step back because Jimmy Garoppolo got them to the NFC Championship, and Trey Lance is not going to lead them to win more games. But is Trey Lance the guy that could carry this team and put this team on his shoulders? He's saying all the right things. And he did have a perfect passer rating in his preseason debut this season. That first drive stalled and got a field goal. But that play to Danny Gray, that is what Trey Lance does. He can make the big throws. And I think Danny Gray is not only going to make this team, I think he's going to be a great slot, fourth wide receiver, and a speedster that's going to get some big plays. But I think the 49ers have the best receiving core in football, and I'm not trying to be biased because I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, Danny Gray, George Kittle as the tight end. The only question mark that the 49ers have is on the offensive line. Daniel Brunskill is going to be out for a while. There's also a question mark on the corners. Uh, Jason Verrett is coming back, but his health has been a question mark. Chavarius Ward coming over from the Kansas City Chiefs. He's supposed to solidify that corner position, but I would like to see Ambry Thomas, and I would like to see DeAndre Lenore actually step up in year two. And I think that this 49ers team has depth. I like what Drake Jackson has done on the defensive side of the football. And the 49ers still have one of the best defenses in all of football. So right now it's a two-man race between the Rams and the 49ers. I think the Rams win this division at, I'm going to say, 12-5. and five. And I think that the 49ers win 11 games. They're going to improve one game better than their 10-7 and seven record last season. 
and the 49ers will take on the Chicago Bears week one in the NFL. I think the Bears are regressing. Anytime you get a defensive coach, that doesn't help your young second-year quarterback. And I don't know if Justin Fields is going to be the guy in Chicago. They don't do a very good job developing quarterbacks. Speaking of rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson is going to be out four to six weeks. And it made me wonder, do the Jets go after Jimmy Garoppolo? You got Robert Sala, the head coach for the New York Jets, who was the former defensive coordinator for the 49ers. And he also has Mike LaFleur as his offensive coordinator. Worked well with Jimmy G. Maybe they uh, take a crack at Jimmy Garoppolo because you don't want to see your second-year quarterback struggle, and now he's injury-prone. Wondering if the New York Jets made the right decision by drafting Zach Wilson. One quarterback I think is going to actually do better in year two is Trevor Lawrence. He's got an offensive coach with Drew Peterson. Travis Ntien is coming back. And then Christian Kirk. He's got weapons on the outside. And so I think Trevor Lawrence is going to improve. And now I'm going to preview the AFC West. See, I'm doubling up here. So next week when I don't have a guest on Monday, I'm going to preview the NFC North and the AFC North. And then I'm going to preview the AFC East and the NFC East just in time for football. Because i got to get these divisions in. This is the best division in football. No question. No doubt about it. Did you see Patrick Mahomes in his preseason game? Doesn't really need Tyreek Hill. He can make Juju Smith-Schuster a Pro Bowl wide receiver. You got Nico Hardman. You got Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in football. The Kansas City Chiefs has got Andy Reid. Matt Nagy, the former head coach for the Chicago Bears, is now his quarterback's coach. And I think the best decision that the Kansas City Chiefs have had Still having that stability with Andy Reid as head coach and Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator, and they still have Steve Spagnola as the defensive coordinator. Their defense, they don't have Honey Badger anymore, but they're still a great defense. I think that Frank Clark and Chris Jones are incredible defensive linemen that really wreak havoc. And Chris Jones should have been Super Bowl MVP in 2020. I mean, that's my opinion. Chris Jones was just amazing in that Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs, they reached the AFC Championship last year but lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. What do they do for an encore? Patrick Mahomes got his money. But how will Kansas City respond not having Tyreek Hill? Patrick Mahomes is going to prove all the doubters wrong that he doesn't need Tyreek Hill He's going to make all those other wide receivers better. He got Marquez Valdez-Scantling from the Green Bay Packers. He's going to make him better. I think the Kansas City Chiefs win this division. But you have such a tough division with a team like the Los Angeles Chargers who were on the outskirts of making the playoffs last year. A lot of people think the Chargers have the most talented roster in the NFL. Justin Herbert, that is going to be must-see TV every time that the Chargers take on the Chiefs. All these games are going to be nationally televised games, and I think that Justin Herbert with his wide receivers, with Keenan Allen and uh, Michael Williams and Austin Eckler as a running back, and now the Chargers' defense has improved with Khalil Mack as a pass rusher to complement Joey Bosa. So I think the Kansas City Chiefs will be 12-5. and five. The Los Angeles Chargers will be 11-6. and six. I strongly feel that every team in this division is going to have a winning record. The Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders, I think, are going to both finish with an identical record of 9-8. and eight. There is a chance that all these teams in the AFC West could make the playoffs. Remember, there are three wildcard teams. There is a possibility that all three teams could make the playoffs. The Las Vegas Raiders could surprise a lot of people. 
The reason why that I put them at 9-8, and eight, because they struggle with the Chiefs. When they take on these foes in their division, they don't do so well. I don't think they've ever beaten Patrick Mahomes. And I think that Denver has given them problems. I think Russell Wilson will give the Raiders problems. I don't think that Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos automatically means Super Bowl for the Broncos. But it does mean that they have that they have stability at quarterback. But you also got to understand they lost their tight end, Noah Fant. They're going to have some problems. The health of Jerry Judy. They lost a wide receiver to injury. So he's not going to have the weapons he thought he was going to have. But he does have an offensive coach for the first time in his career. I think he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. I think that the Denver Broncos are going to compete for the playoffs. But they're not quite a Super Bowl team just yet. I think the Broncos will finish 9-8 and eight because they're in a tough division. They're going to be tied with the Las Vegas Raiders, who will also finish 9-8. and eight. Under first-year head coach Josh McDaniel, he is a brilliant play caller. You have the addition of Devontae Adams. you got Hunter Renfro, nicknamed third and Renfro. Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in football. You have Josh Jacobs, and a surprise is Josh Jacobs' backup, Zamir White. Josh McDaniel does not like to run a running back in the ground. You saw how he utilized like Deion Lewis and James White. It's been running back by committee under Josh McDaniel's offense. I think that Josh Jacobs gets less carries, and Zamir White starts getting some good numbers as well. That is somebody you want to possibly think about getting on your fantasy team. I think that Zamir White is going to be a very formidable backup to Josh Jacobs. The Raiders' offensive line has always been great. Derek Carr has always had plenty of time to throw the football. The defense has been a question mark, but getting Chandler Jones and then Max Crosby, their defense could get some stops that will give the Raiders' offense a chance to flourish. Remember, the Raiders made the playoffs last year. They haven't won a playoff game since their Super Bowl year. But I think because that division is so tough, the Raiders will be on the outskirts of chasing the playoffs, and they finish 9-8. and eight. So I previewed the NFC West. I previewed the AFC West. I cannot wait for football. It's already here. You got the preseason going on right now. Just about everything that's going on, college football. Now let's talk about high school football. Four days away, I'm calling the LaGrange-Smith Station game down in Smith Station, Alabama. And now I reveal probably the most controversial thing on this show where I get a lot of pushback from other high schools that will message me on Twitter. Why not us? It's only 10. It's hard to pick the top 10 teams from this region. I I do 20 teams because 10 from Georgia, 10 from Alabama. But I did not factor in 7A, 6A. I did it based off of path to their prospective state championship and relevance. I did not factor in, oh, this 7A team could beat this 2A team. I'm going to start with Georgia, you know, because I live in Georgia. This podcast is based out of Columbus, Georgia. Number 10, new to the list, the Spencer Green Wave. I think that having their quarterback, Gary Gaithier, back, they're going down to 2A. I think that the Spencer Green Wave will compete and make the playoffs at the 2A level. They are projected to finish really high in their region. They will travel to Greenville, Georgia, week one, and that's going to be a very fun game on a Friday night. 
Number nine, I got the Harris County Tigers. The reason why I dropped them in my rankings is because I saw them in person Friday night. They took on the LaGrange Grangers. I know it was a scrimmage game, but the Grangers defeated them 42-7. to Scrimmages, they, they don't really tackle. They're not showing all their plays. I still think Harris County is going to have a successful season because they moved into a region where they're selected to finish first. And they also moved into a region that only has five teams. You got Northside, their region rival. You have Drew, McIntosh, and Northgate. That's it. But a lot of riders are projecting them to finish first. I also took into consideration the GPB has their football rankings for 7A all the way down to single A. I took that into consideration too when I was thinking up my rankings, as this will be the final rankings before we get into week one for the high school games. Number eight, I got Brookstone. I know they got a new coach, but Brookstone has always had a history of winning. There was a lot of teams I could put on this list. Number seven, Chattahoochee County. You got to factor in these single-A teams that can compete for a state title. They made the playoffs last year. They are going to do very well in single-A. Number six, St. Ampicelli. Uh, what Dwight Jones has been doing, the sustainability of the St. Ampicelli Vikings, and they are going to be tested week one against Glenwood, but that is going to be a great game. And St. Ampicelli, this is their first year in the GISA and that is going to be a very interesting move by the St. Ampicelli Vikings. New to the list, and I've moved them all the way up to number five, is Schley County out of Ellaville, Georgia. Schley County can compete for a state title. Now, they haven't been on my list because I just forgot about them. I mean, Ellaville, it is part of the Chattahoochee Valley, but sometimes i got to take that stuff into consideration, and I actually added them on the list. All right, so number four, I flip-flopped. These two teams, once again, this is the second week in a row that I flip-flopped these teams. They're pretty much number three in 3A, but I got the Troop County Tigers, and I know they had their scrimmage the first week of August. Teo Todd coming back at quarterback. Head coach Tanner Glisson has got them competing for their region, but you got to watch out for teams like Trinity Christian in their region. And I put LaGrange number three, and the reason why was because I was impressed with what the Grangers did to Harris County in their scrimmage Friday night. I mean, Magic Johnson, three touchdown receptions. Magic Johnson is now my favorite high school player. I made a comment on Twitter, Magic Johnson and the Showtime Grangers. Number two, the Carver Tigers. Sustainability, new head coach Pierre Coffey. Still a great program. They went down to 3A. I think that they're going to compete. To get into the playoffs at 3A, going to be one of the top teams in 3A. But what's really tricky is you got to watch out for Crisp County. Crisp County has been projected to win that region. That is going to be a tough game. I think the game against Crisp County and then the game against Thomasville will be two games just to watch. I know Carver didn't do so well in their scrimmage against Lee County, but come on, it's a scrimmage. Carver is just trying to get their footing especially with the new head coach trying to figure out some plays. Thursday night, that is a big game against Hardaway. That game will be broadcasted on 95.7 ESPN Radio. More than likely, Carlos Williams will be doing the call, the play-by-play. Maybe Jonathan Rivers joins him. A couple of years ago, I actually reached out to Carlos Williams and asked him if he wanted a color guy to help him out with the broadcast. Yeah, he never got back to me. 
All right, number one is the Callaway Cavaliers. I listened to their scrimmage against Darlington on 102.3, the Eagle, you know, because I was up in LaGrange this weekend for my drill weekend. Callaway is just playing on another level. Their defense was impressive. Defense was making plays, a pick six. The Callaway Cavaliers, I know they play Opelika week one on Friday, which that's looking like it's going to be the game of the week for WRBL Prep Zone. Right now, it's a two-game race between Callaway and Opelika and Hewitt Trustville and Central. Callaway and Opelika, that is going to be a monster game. You remember last year, Opelika was getting ready to kick a game-winning field goal. Callaway blocks the kick and runs it back for a touchdown to make it 30-21. to Callaway ain't afraid to play anybody. They'll play 7A. They'll play 4A. Callaway does have a tough stretch. After Opelika, they have to go all the way up to Cedartown and take on a 4A program, and then they take on Troop County. So that is going to be pretty cool to see the Callaway Cavaliers try to compete for a state title. But the team you got to watch out for, and Antoine Prather mentioned that on the show last week, got to watch out for Eagles Landing Christian Academy. They look like they can compete for a state title as well. They have made the move to AA, and that is going to be a game to pencil in when Callaway takes on Ecla. I know I ran through my list for the top 10 in Georgia, a team I left off, and the reason why, the Hardaway Hawks. I know I had them number five last week. I left Hardaway off because I looked back at their schedule last year. With the departure of Michael Williams going to the University of Georgia, Hardaway has stayed in 4A. Now, they made the playoffs last year. They went 6-5, and five, had a very close win against Spencer, a very close win against Columbus. I mean, they practically beat teams that were in a rebuilding year. Kendrick, Jordan canceled their season because of COVID and injuries, so that was a forfeit win. They defeated Shaw that had a very tough season last year. And Hardaway got into the playoffs because you got four teams in their region that made the playoffs. Hardaway is going to have a very tough test having to take on Carver and then taking on Troop County and then taking on Northside. A good team. I think they're number 11, but I had to leave them off because I added Schley County. I've added Spencer. I think that those teams are going to compete and make it into the playoffs. I think that Hardaway might have a slight down year, but I still think it's a very talented team. And if they get some wins, if they can knock off some upsets, I think that Hardaway is back in my top 10. And we'll see how the other teams do as well. If the other teams don't show up in these games week one, my ranking show could look a lot different on Monday if these teams don't show up. All right, I'm going to run down all the games here in the Chattahoochee Valley for week one. We have a slate on Thursday night. Carver and Hardaway, like I mentioned, Going to be on 95.7 ESPN Radio. LaGrange and Smith Station, I am calling that game on CTV Beam. You can watch the game on YouTube, Beam 7, and a rebroadcast of the game on Saturday and Sunday. You have other Thursday night games, including Real Town and Tallahassee, Marion County, and Shaw. That game will be at Kennett Stadium. Here are all the games Friday now. Now, I'll be up at Russell County Friday night. That's when they're having their scrimmage. They're taking on Eufaula. But that game is not going to count. But we are going to be there just to do a dry run of a broadcast, just to get familiar with the players, because the majority of the season is going to be Russell County. 
You got Spencer taking on Greenville. You got Troop County taking on Harris County. Glenwood and St. Ampicelli. That is the Sports Beats High School Game of the Week. I know I'm kind of disappointed it's not getting any votes. Opelika and Callaway, more than likely going to be the High School Game of the Week. You have Columbus at Northside, a home game for the Northside Patriots at Kennett Stadium. Bremen, Heard County, Manchester, Bowden. You have Seminole County taking on Kendrick. Cherokee Christian taking on Calvary Christian. Lee Scott Academy taking on Chambers Academy. That's actually a Thursday night game. Valley taking on Hanley. Selma taking on Beauregard. Hoover taking on Auburn. That is a top five matchup. Those two teams are ranked in 7A for the state of Alabama. And then Hewitt Trustful taking on Central. That could possibly be the WRBL's high school game of the week. I know that WTVM also has a high school game of the week. So we'll see how those high school game of the weeks match up. And then you have Comer taking on Dayville, Abbeville taking on Beulah. And then we have a doubleheader Saturday afternoon in Lynette. Lochapoca taking on Lafayette and Notasagula taking on Lynette. With that being said, it is time to reveal my top 10 teams from the state of Alabama. And this was tough. Number 10, I put Chambers Academy. Now, I left Valley off this list. They were number 10 last week. I believe Valley is number 11. They have an opportunity. If they beat Hanley, they're back on my list. I got Lochapoca, number 9. Their coach said state title or bust. I love it. Lochapoca taking on Lafayette. Just some massive games on Saturday that could shake up my rankings. Number 8, I got the Hanley Tigers out of Roanoke. Alabama, and like I said, a a big game against Valley. Now, Russell County is now number seven. I know I've had them at number five at one point, but I had to include Lee Scott Academy because they're getting a lot of players back. I had to bump up Lynette because what Coach Story has done at Lynette, they compete for a state title every year. So Russell County's number seven. Glenwood is number six. I am excited because I'm going to get more familiar with the Glenwood Gators because I will be announcing three Glenwood Gators games for the high school game of the week this year. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it because they do have their own announcer. But when we do the high school game of the week for the CW Channel 38, we will also include Glenwood. So the games I'm announcing is on September the 8th against Bessemer, and then I'm announcing Monroe Academy and Chambers Academy. So Glenwood is number six on this list. Number five is the Lynette Panthers. Led by head coach Clifford Story, I bumped them up. They have been in my top 10. Another team that I bumped up, new to the rankings, is Lee Scott Academy out of Auburn. I mean, they're going to be tested when they take on Glenwood. And you also have Chambers Academy. Those three teams out of the AISA are going to just play each other. It's going to be some great football. And my top three teams in Alabama has not changed. Opelika, number three. Auburn, number two. Central, number one. All three teams are in the same region, and even if Opelika loses to Callaway, I'm not going to drop them on my list. You know, Opelika started the season last year losing their first three games, and they were very close. All games were close for Opelika, but they were able to win their region and make the playoffs, and that's all you need to do in high school football is just make the playoffs. Win your region and make the playoffs. That is all you got to do. All right, I've had a great show. I've ran down a lot of things happening here in the Chattahoochee Valley. I'm going to have a busy week of doing shows. 
Thank you, everybody, who has listened, downloaded, and subscribed to my Facebook and Twitter. I hope everybody has a great day. Just take advantage of this week as we get ready for football. Four days away, high school football. I'm excited. So on Monday's show, I'm going to recap all the high school football games. It's going to be a great show. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.